0: Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. On the PR Moment Podcast this week with me, Ben Smith, we're talking to Nick Thorn, founder of Words and Pixels, about the PR for startups market. Nick founded Words and Pixels in 2020. It has a fee income of just over a million pounds and grew by 300% in 2021. The agency specialises in the PR4 startup scene. Just a nudge to remind you all that the final entry deadline for the Creative Moment Awards is on Friday, the 1st of July. And don't forget, you can become a PR Moment podcast patron. Just follow the link on the page where you listen to this podcast. And from just £5 a month, we have three different patron tiers, the Danny Parker tier, the Chadlington tier and the Edward Bernays tier. Finally, thanks as ever to the PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. Great pleasure to be here. So come on in, Mark. Just talk to us about the the PR startups market at the moment. Presumably it's a a bit
1: worse than it was about a month or so back. There's a lot going on. Um, I think we we've got some amazing startups in the uk throughout europe and the wider world and and this week is london tech week and there's been some incredible stories about how amazing our sector is that the uk is number two in the world for startup investment london's the second biggest city so there's loads of great news but Yes, as you, you mentioned, it's been a tricky month with a lot of companies sadly having to let go of some people. So there's a hell of a lot going on right now.
0: I mean, so uh, who's number one? Just a city? Obviously, it's in the US. I guess the, the startup scene, but who, who's the number one city in the world for, for
1: startups? So I think so. You got New York, we're um, mm-hmm. tied with us and Boston, um, okay. and then you look obviously at the far, uh, so at the West Coast. Um, in terms of massive growth. So, a lot of our clients either have been or want to go to Silicon Valley. So, that's still the area that everyone wants to head to. So, Silicon Valley will be one for growth. And then London, New York, Boston, Berlin, Paris, something like so, that. So, London's joint
0: second, if you like, if you know what I mean. Right. Yep. But, but interestingly, the other two joint seconds were, were in the US, were they? Is that what yes. you said? Right. That's so, right. So, yep. One, yep. so, out of the top four, three in us which Mm -hmm. i mean well done to london for for being one of those four but but it does give you an insight into the um the startup ecosystem i guess isn't it it's quite us dominated
1: yeah and it, it always has been the the idea that you you make it in silicon valley you know there's even a tv show silicon valley about that entire prospect so yeah but the fact that now london in spite of you know, everything that's been going on with, with world events is up there and it's still seeing unicorns come through on a regular basis and some amazing innovations come out. It's a really, really exciting time. And, you know, yes, there were challenges with some investment at the moment, but still there was some awesome talent. There's loads of growing companies and loads of opportunities for people to make it here and then become global leaders.
0: But it's the... Are the challenges you, you're talking about there, are they London specific? So I guess, you know, frankly, we're going too political, too early, Brexit related, or are they just
1: global economy related? Glo- global economy. So you look at where the company, the companies that are sadly letting go of people, sadly, someone like Klarna. Um, amazing. Which we're seeing those in terms of Europe. Um, but... It's happening everywhere. Yeah. People, people aren't as aren't growing as quickly as they were before. There is going to be a limit on the amount of investment that comes in. And what we're seeing, and what we're hearing from VC community, where we work with a lot of them, both here and, and abroad, is that they're looking to see bottom line rather than top line. So what do I mean by that, it's how do startups show profitability now or in the very very near future rather than just rapid growth what we've seen after covid and the pent-up demand was load of money pouring in grow 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 incredible investments incredible innovation and it was less focused on profit you look at uber
0: startups always have right i mean exactly historically they've always been Top line growth, haven't they? I mean, there will yeah. be founders scratching their heads all over the place going, so what's profit then? And that's going to be, that, there's never really been a KPI. But it's been about run rate and all the rest of it, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it has. Whereas now, there's like, well, what's your burn rate? What? I know, how long can you keep going? So, uh, one of the clients that we work with, Seed Legals, which is a legal tech platform, they do a lot of talks on this and, and help small startups. And when I say small, we're looking at sort of pre-seed or seed investment to look after themselves. And one of the things that they're banging on about is, right, how do you make sure that you've got run rate of more than a year? Yeah. And that's what the community needs.
0: I mean, that's quite scary, isn't it? Because you've built this business. I mean, so just going back on your timescales, actually, the good times were roughly 2021 when the world was coming out of COVID. um, Or was was it the second half of 2021 when when there was money pumping into the startup scene? And obviously the, the handbrake
1: has been put on. Um, after a couple of months of 2020. I think the, the, the brilliant thing about working with startups is they're always innovating. Whether we are up or down in a global market, there's still a hell of a lot going on. So we launched 1st of Jan um, three months ahead of COVID, right? And, and what I thought would be a very, very difficult time, which, of course, it was for millions of reasons... But we actually saw tech startups come to the fore and innovating and disrupting and creating platforms that help people to do amazing things. That was in spite of the worst pandemic we've, we've all experienced in our, in our lives to date. So even though we weren't in the best of times, there was still some great stuff going on. And then what we've seen is the investment community have, have turbocharged when things were starting to get back to normal. And now it's just a little bit of levelling out. This isn't surprising. This happened after the boom, and it's going to happen again and again. It's actually not the worst thing in the world, but unfortunately, there will be some casualties. And just to – it's quite a scary thing for a business, I suppose, isn't it? Because you built your – a
0: year back, you were – Trying to it was all about top line growth, and that that therefore means you're almost certainly going to add to your your cost base, doesn't it? Um, and and now all of a sudden, having added to your cost base, you're maybe scratching your head a little bit to um, to think, "Blimey, I'm I'm gonna I've got another year, six months of funding, and then you, you're not quite sure what what what's coming down the line in, in the short to medium term, are you?" So it's, they're in they're in a difficult
1: spot. Some of these businesses. Yeah, massively, because going to be more pressure on every penny that's spent. So that's why the PR industry is going to be so important now to show value and to make sure that what we're presenting and what we're delivering for clients actually means something. It's not just vanity. It's real quality coverage, engagement that makes a difference. And we can qualify and quantify that. Whereas before, if you just wanted to go and, you know, have some um you know have a few puff pieces because it was good for for an ego now that's just not gonna not gonna cut it so we're gonna be under more pressure than before but also i think that's an opportunity for us to make sure that we're doing things that really really matter get our clients in front of those that they need to because that will support and hopefully benefit and aid their growth which they're going to need so badly to continue growing succeeding and making a difference.
0: So in this sort of modernized market that we we just explained, what 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 useful stuff can can PR do for startups?
1: What's what are the what are the key things that um startup organizations ask you to do at the moment? I think a I million mean, other things. So. typically half of our clients would come to us when they've just announced funding, and the other half is because they want funding. Okay. So on the, the first version, it's, we've got this funding, we've got opportunity to, to grow, we're an incredible business, we maybe didn't have the ability to do so before, let's go and do that. And we're doing that with, uh, with a number of amazing companies right now and, and some really exciting things coming up. Of course, there are going to be less investment than there were before. So maybe that then comes down to the second half, and that might become more and more uh, prevalent rather in the latter half of this year, where incredible companies need investment, And one of the requirements of PR is how can you get us in front of those that still want to invest? There's still an incredible amount of capital out there. There's still a lot of appetite and opportunity, but it needs to be shown why someone is is worthy of it. And I think that's where PR and certainly startup PR is going to become even more important over the next six months. um, And as long as these challenging times are continuing.
0: Let's just keep talking about the um, PR to find investment for, at half a bit for, for a moment. So that's that's quite interesting because there is there's still money around, isn't there? But people are just being more. I don't know. They've been cautious. I suppose that that's sort of what you you so. Therefore, it's got to be a, quite a powerful idea, has it, to to get people interested? Just talk us through the logistics of that.
1: Yeah, I think that. You need to show, going back to that conversation for a few minutes ago, you need to show the ability to grow successfully as a business, that bottom line. You need to show the top line as well, of course, and there's that opportunity and there's a sector that you are moving into. But likely there are going to be more companies that aren't receiving investment than there were before. As a result, it's going to be more competitive. Um, I I speak to a a very prominent London VC um, who are doing some amazing work and they've got uh, an email that they've set up for anyone who's sending in pitch decks and they said to me um, about two three weeks ago that in this year alone that has doubled so rather than them getting maybe a couple a day they're easily getting five six and sometimes up to ten a day so the challenge is how do you sieve through all of that to find the gold and that's where pitch decks and videos are going to be really really important it's probably no different to journalists sieving through their inbox and making sure they find the right stories it's going to become more competitive so pr they can showcase why a company is innovative why they can make something better quicker faster cheaper smarter more environmentally friendly etc 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 those are the things that Make them stand out versus some of their contemporaries.
0: And in terms of the the media for that that story, that message, then is that you know are there a bunch of investor rela- rags out there? Is it or is it all changed now? And there are, there are analysts who are influential on social. How does just give us a little insight into into that sort of yeah. community? Like,
1: there's there's a massive array. Of them. So you look at some of the leading titles that the for the tech community, not to hopefully miss any out, but TechCrunch, Sifted. Right. Sifted have done some incredible work over the last sort of three years. Um, you've got Amy Lewin there as the as the editor, um, backed by the FT, they really rose to, to prominence. There's there's EU startups, there's tech funding news. On the more general tech side, you've got your, your wires. And then, of course, you've got many verticals where if you need to get in front of potential customers, whether they're in the tech community, the startup community, construction, whatever, yeah. they are vital. And that shows to your audience, to your industry, what amazing things you are doing. And then you go to the Telegraph, the Evening Standard, the Times. And I'm not missing any out. There's, there's dozens that are i have got big teams now that specialize in technology technology intelligence look at the telegraph and they want to highlight some of the phenomenal companies going on only this morning city am's front page was all about london and incredible tech growth so i think that the tech the startup world is now moved from being a bit of a side story to prominent front page news on sky someone like mark kleinman always talking about the latest and greatest coming out of our country
0: well, it was my favourite government official quote for a while. And it, was, it was Macron choking on his croissants or something. Yes, uh,
1: okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good which one. Was,
0: um, I don't know whether that was luck or just a, a very media savvy government official or not. I'm not sure, but it was it was a good quote. So, Did you see the photo that went with it? No, I haven't. The photo was good. Photo was good. <laughs> so, and then just going back to the, the, the first 50%, which was one mm. on gross. Um, yes. That's really an, almost a different discipline, isn't it? I mean, that, that's is that sort of in comments, normal PR, really, where you're, you're trying to help businesses just grow, yeah. frankly. Yeah, and
1: and, and the, the, the difference with our world is that startups, and, and what I mean by a startup, by the way, startup for me is anyone that sort of precedes investment up to, say, sort of series B. There's the startup, there's scale up, and then you've got different levels of funding and unicorn when you get to a certain level. Um, but let's talk about sort of that startup, new company up to sort of series A, series B. Fundamentally, these are growth companies. They are going to have an individual or a few that specialize in marketing, but significantly less than large corporates. So one of the challenges, I think, for PR was working with those organizations where there is less defined structure. And so what happens is when there is investment, then the marketing budget becomes established because it likely might not be available before. And then they can go and start doing some incredible stuff. And then hopefully we can come in um, as the PR industry to talk about their story and get them in front of those people that matter. If it's a dating app, you want to be in front of people that are going to use it. If it's a uh, construction tech business, you want to be involved in the industry. Yes, that's more than normal PR But for for startups, it's not normal for them. It's new and it's different. And part of the challenge of of what we do is being set up differently to other agencies to work with those companies that don't have that defined structure already. And we go in and effectively become an extension of their team, whether it's on internal and external comms um, or, or many other things to bridge that gap and help them eke out all those stories that we know that'll make a difference.
0: Um, I just, I mean, you touched on it there. When's the best or the right time for a startup to use PR? And I suppose part of that is, is your, as an agency, when's the, when, when do you start thinking, okay, this is right for us now? Because presumably some firms can be too small and some firms can be too big. Yeah. I
1: mean, we, we were in a brilliant position where after two and a half years we are well-established, in the, in the startup scale-up world, and we get a load of incredible opportunities to work with some phenomenal brands. However, there are a number that come to us that we don't work with for, for a few reasons, maybe just to, to list them. They don't know what success is, and I think that's a really important part. Um, sometimes people think that they can go and bring on a PR agency, and all their problems are going to be fixed. If you don't know what success is, if you haven't got that defined... Oh, well, I mean,
0: the obvious answer to that is growth, but you are presumably one. Want-
1: a more detailed answer than that more than saying i want to be on the bbc why because i've heard of the bbc like what is the point of pr we work with them and if they don't know the answer but saying look this is hit but they need to have that plan It can't just be again those vanity metrics we want to be in the print newspaper because i, I read it on a sunday but, so but they need to know how how pr can help them grow in essence yeah for sure um of course budget comes into it Naturally, as a, as a agency that focuses on on startups we work with them at all levels so we make sure that it's palatable for them otherwise we wouldn't really be in existence and what do you mean by that then you have you have a, a, flexible... a sliding scale model basically yeah. we work with a certain companies at certain stages of their growth when they want certain deliverables kpis resources from us and they're charged a the next level on the scale is b and c and d so it's very consistent at the same level of growth because we know what's going in and we work with the industry so we want to keep it fair and, and balanced okay but that's that's interesting. So
0: therefore, a smaller startup will probably need less time, frankly. So therefore, you can charge them less is what you're...
1: And, and their, their their budgets are less as well. Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's, it's what that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So we effectively try to be that sort of initial entry point for companies. We find that we're typically the first or second PR agency for a lot of our clients. Why we're the second is maybe they've worked with someone for... Uh, you know, word of mouth or someone was recommending them or whatever, but they aren't focused on either startups or they aren't focused in their sector. It doesn't go very well. And then we work with them afterwards. But go back to
0: when is the right time for a startup to use PR? What's the answer
1: to that? So so talking about making sure they've they've got that plan of what they want for success, that budget is available and understanding. There's someone internally who can manage it again in startup world. There are limited people and it can't all just fall to the founder because Um, It won't work if you're only reporting into him or her. Um, But they also have that identified market, which some startups don't have yet. And they don't know what their growth plan is. There's no point going and starting PR and then pivoting the business a month later because you're not quite too sure on the success. So that has to be really firmly entrenched in who they are as a business to then kick on from a press perspective. Right.
0: And, and Conor, the, the, the big question, how often does, does PR often uh, result in funding for, for a startup? Is that is that a, a rarity or is that fairly
1: frequent? It's frequent. It's frequent. So one of the things that we try and do with our clients is, A, get them the coverage that we know that will be impactful for them, that they want, and then get some feedback. So um, last year, as a business, we announced over a billion dollars worth of, of funding from load of different clients. Um, I'm not saying that we achieved all of that and, and far from it. But we do know from about four or five of them that on the back of getting coverage, an investor has got in touch and has resulted in them getting um, investment. So it's not a guarantee. We would never say it is. But I've got some lovely case studies of, of when it's worked.
0: So you want to you want to be working on those success fees Nick but um I thought it'd be fun just to do a, a little glossary at the end before we wrap it up because there's okay. there's some um you you're just coming out with all these all, all this startup terminology and I thought it might be quite quite nice just to explain it. W- what's a unicorn?
1: A company worth over a billion dollars. Okay.
0: So what's what's a company worth less than a billion? Or does that a have unicorn. a name?
1: Not a unicorn.
0: Okay, fine. Uh, so what
1: do you mean by series A and series B? So series A and series B are your funding rounds. So, when you launch a company and you, you run it on your own and you need to bring in a bit of cash, it might be from friends and family, you would take in pre seed. So, let's call that less than £50,000 for, for ease of this conversation. Um, then there's st- Seed, where you're looking at raising from angels or high net worth in individuals, and that might be a hundred thousand up to say half a million, um, and then you effectively move from seed into Series A, which is the next tranche where you're looking at first couple of million, and then Series B, and then you go on as long as the alphabet.
0: Right. I mean, that's it. What well, that was going to be my next question. You can. I mean. I've heard D-E-F. I'm not sure I've gone much beyond that with serious funding, but you, you have, have you?
1: We've done, a, we've, done a, we've done a H. We've done a H. Right,
0: <laughs> okay. Um, what's, what's, what's
1: burn rate? Burn rate is the capital in your business that if you keep doing your normal day job, you spend on staff expenses, operating um, expense, et cetera, and then when you run out of cash in the bank. So you're, you try and keep your burn rate as in the amount of much money or the, that money that you spend each month as little as possible so that your runway, which might be your next question, is as long as possible, which is as many months as you, you can run without burning out, without running out of cash.
0: OK, that, you just said my next question. So that r- runway is, is how many months you've got until you run out of cash. Yep. And when do, you know, when do people get... So when do you start your next series relative to your runway do you start that 12 months out i mean you, you don't want to be starting
1: it a month out do you so, so it, it, investment takes such a long time um so there's, there's two so there's those, t- those traditional rounds that can take months and months and months um or there is agile funding which is when you just take money as it comes and that's something that that seed legals are uh, the client i mentioned earlier they created that idea so you can just take cash when you want it and there's a Nice way of growing so that you don't get close to one or two months and it's risky. You can just keep topping up as it were. Um, but look, I think if you've got less than 12 months or say nine, you might start getting a little bit itchy feet. And if these things are going to take three, four, five, six months, you need to be in advance. So, you know, startup founders are certainly always looking a year ahead. I, I know um, uh, one of the founders that we work with at the moment who's, who's currently um, uh, in the States on a roadshow because they want to raise in Q1 to Q2 of next year. So you've got to get ahead of it.
0: And when do you... I mean, you get out of a month. That's that's basically it, is it? What, what happens? You go bust or is there
1: a, a plan B? I mean, look, it depends on every single business, but if you run out of money, then you can't... You then cut You run out of money, right. You run out of money. You, right. you, have, money. you have to... Um, lay off staff, uh, sell staff, whatever. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to get um Finally, what's a down round? A down round is when you raise. Say you have a Series A, the funding round, and you raise for ease of conversation two million pounds. Your next round, you want to raise more to show that you are growing. A down round. Would be the fact that you raise less than you did in your previous round.
0: So, in effect, the company—well, the company might be worth less than it was, or or you're just giving away less equity, depending on. There's a
1: few versions, yeah. But the the optics from you know, in our world, Ben, is that they raised one or two, and now they're raising half. Oh, okay. It's not saying it's always bad because it's absolutely not. But from a an optics perspective, it's a challenge,
0: right? Um, I just, I mean, I always. You know, I have a a pretty basic understanding of these things. I thought there was a, a fairly reliable line graph, if you like, of growth for these these startups that investors looked at. And and you know, there's obviously a, a margin of error on, on that. But if you, as a startup, if you come off that growth path,
1: mm. you're in a bit of trouble.
0: Is it still is it still like that, or is there are they just does everyone have a different story, or, or is it kind I of
1: I think it depends on the industry, the sector, the model. You know, if you are a software as a service business and it's recurring revenue, then you're going to be, it's going to be different versus if you are um, someone that just takes on big projects. So it is very, very varied. Right. Um, but ultimately, it's down to the business, how it wants to grow, who it's working with, and then what they are investing in and their focus is as a business. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, PR comes into a lot of that because we want to, talk to them, work with them and get their best stories out. But fundamentally, you need to have a great business to tell a great story.
0: Nick Bond, founder of Words and Pixels. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.